three, two, one. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Attempt Adventure Podcast, a podcast all about travel, finding adventure every day, and seeking out adventurous ways to make life a little more interesting. From Boulder, Colorado, I'm your host, James Barrett, joined as always by my co-host, Michael DeRosiers in Bangkok, Thailand. And we're back to talk about adventure gatekeeping and imposter syndrome. But first, James, I see you've got a drink there. You've got a beverage. What are you drinking, I sir? I am drinking Bootstrap Brewing Company Lush Puppy. I remember that one. We've talked about that one before. Yeah, it's okay. This is the last one I have. I forgot I had them, and they were just sort of in the back of my fridge, and I was like, <laughs> what do I have to drink today? And I was like, yes. Never let a good beer go to waste, or a bad beer. Never let a beer go to waste. It's a little <laughs> bit um, bitter. Celebrating the last day of work, huh? I am. It was this past Wednesday. So that was my new thing for this week, is oh. I had my last day of work, and I am uh, currently <laughs> unemployed, <laughs> which is not great. But I will be going on a little adventure next week, next this coming Wednesday through the following Tuesday. I'm just going home to see family and stuff like that. But That's it'll great. be nice. Awesome. Yeah, this week I did something interesting. I got to visit a Sakyant studio, a sacred tattoo studio. Uh, so in Thailand, they have this practice called Sakyant, and you've probably seen them. It's, it's where you'll get these um, sort of mystical symbols tattooed using a bamboo skewer on your neck, on your back, to offer various levels of protection or powers or blessings. And they're done by a certain type of ajana, a tattoo master. They're very traditional. Angelina Jolie has one, very famously. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think she got it in Cambodia. So it's, it's really fascinating. And so we got to tour the studio, and it just looks very, very creepy. There's all these like Thai opera masks along the walls, and I'm sure they're all part of the ceremony. I just don't know all the details about it, but it was really fascinating. And this is a really old part of the culture, a very kind of mysterious, mystical part of the culture. You don't get to choose what tattoo you want. You go there and you have a consultation with the master and they prescribe you one. And so a lot of a lot of tourists want to get one and they get real frustrated and upset because to them it's more like a, uh, you know, it's co a cosmetic thing, a tattoo. But in Thailand, it's not cosmetic. It's a sacred thing. It's like a blessing. So uh, it's really interesting. And if you don't want to actually get one, they also do them what they call invisible tattoos, where they do the same patterns, but with uh, holy oil, like blessed oil instead of ink. And so once your uh, inflammation <laughs> goes down, uh, they're invisible, <laughs> but you're still, you still have that protection. It was just a really fascinating part of the culture that I didn't know about. I wanted one very, mm. very badly, and I still do. And I looked and I could not find one that was sort of, I don't want to say reputable, Mm -hmm. There were some tattoo studios in Bangkok where they would do them right. with the traditional way and everything, but it wasn't the same. Yeah, there's a few things to look at. You probably don't want to do them at a studio because that's not actually going to be done by like a, a holy man. Yeah. So it's not like a real one. And then the problem is if you're not doing it at a studio, you're going to be like at some back room in a temple. And then it's like, is this hygienic? And so there are some that like use Western standards where they have, you know, different needle tips every time they do it. You know, they have, you know, it's, it's totally like mm -hmm. hygienic, but you got to find that balance. You know, you don't want to like get hepatitis <laughs> either. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a temple in Bangkok where this like monk will do it in the back of a temple. Mm -hmm. However, again, it's like you pay him in like cigarettes and yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was reading about it and I was like, 
Uh, no. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I know where to go next time. So next time you're here, maybe I can take you to get one. I don't know, because you don't get to choose location either, do you? No, you don't. It'll be on your upper torso somewhere. It'll be on your upper back, usually. Body, yeah. ne- neck or back or shoulders or something like that. The only one I wouldn't do is the neck. No, you don't want it to be visible. Just the back of the neck, yeah. It's a really cool... I mean, they all look really good. You should if, like look it up. It's, yeah. it's really, really interesting. The whole culture about it is really interesting. I will share some links that you guys can look at in our show notes. I read this article the other day about... I think it was the Philippines have a similar tattoo culture, just like, you know most of the world does. Right. You know, some have intricate symbols, some are patterns, some are, you know, all these different things. Mm-hmm. You have the like native New Zealanders that have the, the mulk on their on the face. face. Yeah. Tattooing is such an interesting thing. And it's very, it's weird that it became so controversial. You know what I mean? From something that's so ancient. Yeah. I mean, I, I the difference I think is the meaning behind it. Yeah, that's true. I'm an owl on my arm, so I can't talk. Yeah, it was interesting. It was just an, an aspect of the culture that I still don't really know a ton about. You know, it doesn't really cross my daily life. And they even, they even this is the coolest thing, they even do um, if your, uh, your palmistry is off, like if your love line is too short or something, they'll actually tattoo to fix your the huh. lines on your palm to fix your destiny or something uh, to that effect. And that's become very popular lately, apparently, as well, is getting your palm fixed. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Well, folks, before we get started with our main topic, a couple orders of business. First of all, I just want to invite you guys, if you enjoy our show, uh, please share it and review it. Word of mouth also helps. If you know someone that you think might like the show, might be interested in the guests we have on, let them know about the show. You know, the worst thing that happens is they don't listen to it. So, and it really helps us out if you do that. And then uh, another little update is I, I misspoke in our last episode. The monthly challenge is actually to write a thousand words. A hundred words is not that much. Mm. However, if you do write a hundred words, we will honor that as well. So we'll have two categories, a hundred word category and a thousand word category describing where you live like a travel writer. Yeah, that was my fault too. I, uh... We both said that. Well, we'll still, we still have to participate. So we'll still see what you, uh, what you come up with for this one. Oh yeah, it'll be good. Right, folks. And before we get into our our other updates, uh, one last little thing I want to say is that we have started a Kofi page. This is just a little way if you want to help support the show. You know, we uh, we do love making the show, and we are not going to be locking any episodes or any content behind a paywall or anything like that. <laughs> but if you do want to help support the show, help cover the cost of hosting the podcast and the domain and the registration and all of that, you can go over to Kofi.com/slash/attemptadventure. And there's two different things you can do. You can donate a one-time donation where you can buy us a beer. And if you do that, we'll actually have a beer on the show and shout you out when we do so. You can also become a member. And there's three membership tiers with different rewards. One of the things that we're offering for our members, people that do want to subscribe you know, for as little as $2 a month, is that you'll have access to a special post, a members-only post, where we will announce our upcoming guests. And you, our community, will be able to help ask questions to those guests. So you'll be able to submit questions mm-hmm. to us that we can ask in our interviews, which will hopefully make the show even more interactive for you. If you register at the higher tiers, we'll even be sending you postcards a couple of times a year from our adventures around the world. But as always, that is totally optional, and there are going to be links in the show notes as well for all of that. We, we appreciate all the support we get from everyone. And again, no pressure at all to donate. No pressure at all. We're, we're not going to, again, like Michael said, we're not going to block anything behind a paywall. We're not going to stop making the show. We're not going to do anything like that. It's just, if you want to. 
If you want to buy us a beer, if you want a little shout out, if you want a postcard from somewhere a couple times a year, yeah, let it, check us out. So I want to read uh, a little segment from an article by adventurer Alistair Humphreys. It's called Adventure Matters. It's kind of the reasons why you should go adventuring and the reasons why you should encourage people to go adventuring. He makes a comment here kind of about the demographics of adventure. He says, what has not changed during my years in adventure is broadening the range of ethnicities participating in adventure. So like as he's going on adventure, he's trying to make them more diverse. And he says, you know, the adventure community has always been overwhelmingly white, able-bodied and middle-class. And there's this stereotypical idea of an adventurer. Who do you think of when you think of an adventurer? Edmund Hillary, Bear Grylls, these like upper class, upper middle class, white men, right? If I asked you to name some adventurers from real life, you probably could name a bunch. How many females? How many people of color? How many, you know, people from places in the world outside of the Anglosphere can you name? I mean, probably not very many. Yeah, it's very few. But there is this idea and this idea that if you don't conform to this image of an adventurer, then you're not an adventurer. Yeah. And I would say it goes even beyond just the classical ideal of adventure of mountain climbing and, you know, hiking, camping, all those things. It goes into just travel in -hmm. general. You look at the people who travel the most and it's still the gender demographics start start shifting. But it's still, I would argue, the majority of people that travel for fun and travel routinely are middle class white people. And I could be off on that, but I just going to airports, I am pretty sure I'm right. (laughs) Well, even if we are off, the idea is that we still have that image in our mind, right? Which is still part Mm -hmm. of the problem. And even beyond that. Even even outside of the demographic issue, there's a lot of adventure uh, gatekeeping. People with one-upsmanship, and there's this whole idea that, oh, what you did isn't really adventure. You should have done this. This is so much more adventurous. I've done this, you know? And you see this a lot yes. in travel. People that talk about these exciting places they've been to, and it's like, if you've been to Paris or London, oh, you're not a real traveler. You haven't been to Zanzibar. I mean, why do you think that is? I don't, do you think it's intentional? Do you think it's to... I mean, what, what do you think is going on? Let's, let's talk about this. Why... Does this happen? Some of it, I don't, for some people, I'm sure it is intentional. I'm sure it's, you have those snooty people who mm-hmm. have to be the best. Everything they do has to top what you do. We all know those kind of people. Like I took the camper out and he's like, oh, you can't, you not camping if you use a camper. Right. Again, you're not an adventurer if you didn't go to some crazy exotic location, mm-hmm. quote unquote. There's nothing wrong with people traveling within their comfort zone. Right. Nothing. You have people like my mother who would not survive in somewhere like Thailand. Mm. She just wouldn't. You know, she's very, (laughs) I don't know the right word (laughs) other than white. (laughs) (laughs) Does she listen to the show? (laughs) Yeah, we'll cut that out. But it's like, it's not the fact that she isn't interested or wouldn't like some things about it. It's that she wouldn't like the food. She wouldn't like, you know, certain things would, would make her very uncomfortable. And I think there's a lot of people like that who maybe just don't have the push to step out of their comfort zone or the desire, you know? And I think that's an issue where another part of adventure gatekeeping is that all adventure has to be uncomfortable. You have to be roughing it. You have to struggle. You have to suffer, be hot and sweaty or cold and all these bugs or, you know, wild animals and things mm-hmm. like that. 
a big part of our show is trying to democratize adventure, basically saying mm-hmm. that anything can be an adventure and anyone can be an adventurer. If we look at what we've actually done in our lives, if we hold ourselves to the standards of these great adventurers, we're not adventurers. No. <laughs> but if we shift our perspective a little bit, James, you and I can be considered adventurers. If we consider what we do adventurous, that's kind of why we do our adventure that we have to do every week, just to mm-hmm. try something different, do something new. And that's why we're so flexible with how we define it. Yeah. You know, you and I at the moment are very lucky to live in places considered adventurous. But in different ways, in very, very different but in very different ways, ways of the, defining that word, right? You're somewhere with this outdoor activity, mountains, hiking, trekking. I'm somewhere with a lot of culture and uh, interesting sort of travel experiences. They're different, but yeah. they can still be considered adventurous. They don't necessarily fit the same definition. I often struggle to do things within where I live beyond the normal day-to-day stuff that everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we still have lives to live. We still have families and Mm -hmm. jobs and things we have to get done. And so I think another part about adventuring is that I feel like a lot of people maybe feel like, oh, I don't have time. Or I know people that would consider us not adventurers because we don't go every chance we get to do something wild. But that's why we try to shift our perspective and redefine things Mm -hmm. as adventurous, even something like trying a different cuisine that we haven't tried. That's why it's so important to, yeah, just have a different perspective about this, to kind of overcome that gatekeeping barrier and say, I don't really care what other people would say. I don't care if people would say I'm not adventurous because I just live in a capital city and, uh, (laughs) you know, drink coffee and go to art museums. That can still be an adventure. Yeah. And I also feel that, you know, again, adventure is different for everyone and it means something different to everyone. For one person, the idea of an adventure might be climbing a mountain. Or, mm-hmm. you know, trekking across somewhere. For yeah. someone else, it might be exploring a city. And it doesn't have to be a city in some exotic location. It can be a city in your country. Yeah. I don't know. I struggle a lot with not feeling like what I do is enough. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We have this show and we have people that listen to it. And it's called Attempt Adventure. And it's we call ourselves adventurers because we are. But I know somewhere in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm not doing nearly enough. I need to like do more, do more, do more, do more. And there's where the imposter syndrome comes in. The gatekeeping gets to you and it makes you think, I'm not really an adventurer, right? Yeah. I know for me, once that sets in, it becomes, it actually makes it harder to go do the things because Mm -hmm. it's not fun anymore. You know, you're doing something because you feel like you have to do it rather than you want to do it. And you're kind of comparing yourself to others that are like doing Mm -hmm. it because they're quote unquote adventurers, right? But you don't have to do it that way. So how do we overcome that imposter syndrome and just start recognizing adventure in our daily lives? Because that's really the issue, isn't it? It's like we don't have to go Mm -hmm. out and do these crazy things. We can if we want to. And if we want to, we should. And if we don't want to, we don't have to. Don't let anything hold you back from going and trekking a mountain. Don't let the gatekeeping hold you back. At the same time, don't let anyone tell you that going to a different museum or visiting the town near you is not an adventure, right? Because it is. It absolutely is. Yeah, I think... As imposter syndrome goes, I think it's sort of just realizing that it doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what someone else considers to be adventurous. It doesn't matter if someone else thinks you're, you know, what you're doing is silly. Or all that matters is that you are excited and you do what you want to do. And you find the experiences that you want. It doesn't matter if your best friend says, we just went on a little, like, 
nature trail. That wasn't a hike. And I know that's a big thing, especially around here is that like, you're like, oh, I want to go for a hike. And people are like, oh, you're going to hike, you know, 20 miles today. And I was Mm -hmm. like, no, I don't want to do that. That's a, I have to prep for that. Like maybe I want like a three mile hike. I want to go there, walk around, come back. Mm -hmm. Takes a few hours. I'm good to go. I don't know. It's a hard. It it is. I mean, and in fact, I'm still a little bit weird about calling myself an adventurer. I think I've gotten more used to it now than I was at the very beginning. But at the very beginning, Mm -hmm. it was this idea of fake it till you make it. When we first decided, (laughs) you know, I think we just found an article online and we're like, we should call ourselves adventurers and just who cares what people say or think or feel about that, right? Let's just call ourselves adventurers and let's define it in our own way. And that's kind of how we decided to start this show anyway, trying to make adventure accessible not through bringing the adventures closer, but by bringing our mindset closer to what we could be comfortable yes. with. And I think that's good advice right there. It's not so much about shifting what you're doing or mm-hmm. where you are or anything like that. All it takes is shifting how you perceive it. And I know I still struggle with that to this day. There have been days where I've tried to plan something out and gotten really, really just sort of overwhelmed. And I ended up not doing it because I was just like, you know, you just don't want to anymore. Right. When you start doing things to appease this notion that other people have, it ruins it. Yeah. At least for me. I may enjoy the experience, but the meaning behind it is has changed. Right. We shouldn't have to compare ourselves to others, right? We shouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have to say, oh, because these guys are going and doing these adventures, I have to do the same types of things or I'm not a real adventurer. And even if they think that, it really shouldn't matter. Because I'm a, a big believer in the idea that adventure is something internal. If you're a yes. mountain climber, uh, you know, and you go climb Mount Everest and all of that, walking around I don't know, Guadalupe Peak in Texas, the tallest mountain in Texas would not be an adventure, right? If you've been up Mount Everest, Guadalupe Peak is going to be a walk in the park. But like for me, that's still a pretty decent hike. You know, that's still a pretty tiring uh, day hike to climb up to the top of Guadalupe Peak. And I would still definitely call that an adventure, but for other people, it might not be. So that's why that perspective shift is important to keep in mind, I guess. I want to talk about the gatekeeping a little more because- Gatekeeping in travel and adventure is is not so much other people, I don't think. It's more what you perceive that those people think. It's different than like, I'm trying to think of a good example, like uh, music genres. You know, oh, you're not a real fan if you don't listen to this, this, this. Or, you know, video games or, you know, like Warhammer 40,000 is gatekept to hell and back. <laughs> Yeah. And I love it, but it is. If you're fond of the Imperial Legion, people don't look kindly upon you. <laughs> or the Tau Empire. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't do that. I always just like the little grunts. The, just the, what are they called? Just the regular soldiers, the regular like cannon fodder. Or the guardsmen. The, yes, that's what I'm talking about, the Imperial Guardsmen. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Warhammer is a tabletop war game. You build and paint little miniatures. It's fun. Um, but it's gate camps to hell. Mm-hmm. You know, people will just simply not allow you to play with them if they perceive you or they don't like the way your stuff is or if they don't like you just because of something or other. But for travel and stuff, I don't think, and I'm sure there is these kinds of people, but I don't think there's many people that are going to try and stop you from doing things beyond like, now, if if you're like, I'm going to go climb Mount Everest and someone's like, maybe you should not, <laughs> you should do these other steps first. That's not gatekeeping. It's being safe. But I don't think there's many people that will outright try and stop you from doing something that will try and stop you from traveling or having experiences. 
because most people that do these kinds of things are much more focused on their own experience than they are on you, which that's another comforting thing that you realize after a while is that no one's really paying attention to you. True. They're just not. They're focused on themselves. They're focused on how they're doing their experiences. That being said, thinking that they are judging you, thinking that they are looking at you or perceiving you in some sort of way is just as harmful, if not more so. Yeah. And there's the imposter syndrome. Yeah. If someone came up to me and it was like, hey, you can't do this because of blank. I'm like, well, now I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it even harder. (laughs) Despite you. Yeah, you have places that maybe are perceived as unsafe to go for certain people. It's an interesting experience. I know that my wife had a very different experience in Thailand than I did. Specifically, she's tall and African-American. It's an oddity in most Asian countries. And the Thai people don't care right. for the most part. Especially not, not in Bangkok, right? Bangkok is such an international city. We have people of every no, they don't care. description here. Every country, every nationality. But like... Chinese tour groups did. Yes, they did. And it was uncomfortable for me (laughs) (laughs) being with you guys. It's like, oh, she's on Chinese social media somewhere. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But that doesn't stop her from wanting to go to these places. And again, imposter syndrome. I think imposter syndrome in adventure is more an issue than gatekeeping in my personal experience. Mm -hmm. That's a short point said long. No, it really is. You know, I've talked to people and they say, oh, you... You know, oh, that's so exciting that you live in Thailand. Oh, I've only, I've only been to Bali. I've only been to Bali. You know, just a tourist resort. And it's like, but that's still awesome. That's still really cool, right? Like, you still went somewhere. Yeah. I mean, even if people are like I've only been to Canada, like, think, well, that's still really awesome. I've never been to Canada. Like, <laughs> that's still very cool. I've never been to Mexico, and it's like six hours away from where I grew up. I've never been to Utah. <laughs> yeah, I, like I haven't been to almost the entire Midwest. Yeah, I've never been to Montana. Nope. No, people that, especially, I run into this with people like, I'll be saying something about, you know, being in Thailand. And they're like, oh, I've never left the country. So I encourage everyone to leave, to go travel the world if you can. If you can't, that's fine too. Yeah. And I think that's another thing. People assume that if you're not going somewhere foreign to you, mm-hmm. it's not, it's, it's lesser. Mm-hmm. Oh, you went to London? Uh, it's just like, well, no, it's, it's like, well, no, it's not. It's still a totally different culture a different country it's a different country like it's different yeah oh i went to canada i went to mexico i went to you know so yeah great that's that's cool keep going so that's that's kind of the thing you know james and i define adventure so loosely that's why we do our did you do anything adventurous this week <laughs> and sometimes it's like I, I left my job that's still an adventure right it's an adventure in life yeah um <laughs> we've had some times where it's like well i tried a new chip yeah. <laughs> this week <laughs> <laughs> but seriously right we're, we're here to encourage you guys to adventure in any way you can right mm-hmm. we are probably i would say if if anyone even listened to the show would be a thorn in the side of the people that consider themselves to be quote unquote real adventurers <laughs> but that's also why we bring on these people that have had these amazing experiences on the show it's to motivate you yes. and to show you what could be different forms of adventure you know there's lots of different ways to think of it that's true. I never thought about that. If to some hardcore to Bear Grylls, Bear Grylls would probably hate us. Bear Grylls, if you're listening, come on the show. I emailed him a couple of days ago. He's not available. You know who wouldn't <laughs> hate us? Les Stroud wouldn't hate us. Would he be on the show? He'd be. Les Stroud would be on the show. <laughs> We'd probably have to yes. pay him. <laughs> I mean, if we if we had to pay, we could get Bear Grylls. <laughs> That's true. We had to. Those two are a little big. Or would Jeremy Wade, the Fisher guy, love that guy? 
he just goes to catch his giant scary fish. I love that guy. For those, yeah, watch watch his show. That's all I gotta say. Shout out to Jeremy Wade. But but even so, James, like the point I think that we're trying to get across is don't let anything discourage you. Don't let anything stop you. Whether it's another person gatekeeping or a culture or society gatekeeping, or whether it is you gatekeeping yourself, you know, through imposter syndrome. I made yes. business cards that say adventurer and I'm still a little bit embarrassed about them, but like, you know, you gotta embrace it, right? I you like have it. to embrace it and no one's actually going to question you. I've, I found that people are like, Oh, that's cool. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, I will also say that it's also important to learn how you how you yourself handle things because I know I can confuse being nervous about something with imposter syndrome. It can feel very similar to me anyway. If you're going and doing something brand new, it's perfectly normal to be nervous about it. Other than Canada, the first place I ever went outside the United States was Asia. It's a big difference to suddenly find yourself on the streets of Bangkok. It's a big jump, <laughs> you know, but it was great. And I wouldn't trade that experience for the world, even that first time, which was arguably the worst way you can travel to Asia ever. Definitely. <laughs> well, so I guess just in conclusion, just don't worry about it, right? Don't let it affect you. I Try your best to ignore it. Fight that voice in your head. Overcome that self-imposed doubt. And if you have any kind of other barriers to adventure, then redefine adventure, right? That's exactly what we're trying to do with this show. We're trying to show that adventure can be anything. Because again, there's a, there's a whole other episode in here about privilege, right? The privilege of adventure. But adventure doesn't have to be a thing that comes from privilege. You can find adventure literally anywhere. And I think that is really what we want to stress. I mean, I barely left my neighborhood in three years, thanks to this stupid virus. But I've still been able to try to find ways to adventure just walking around yeah. in my own neighborhood or in the park. I just think that's what's important to keep in mind. If you have input on adventure, gatekeeping, imposter syndrome, any of that, please email us. Let us know. We can touch on this again in another episode if you feel like we missed some points. Happy to do it. Definitely. Please do. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love your perspectives. time now sir for our favorite segment adventures in the news and this week it's your turn what adventures have you discovered for us it is my turn so i do not have an article because it was an instagram post it's more a shout out to something we've brought up in the past the full circle everest team the first all black everest team summited everest last week and have safely made it back to Kathmandu. awesome major props I'll, I'll gatekeep myself right now and say I could never do that. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I want to have had the experience, but I can't. I would never do it. I do believe that with this summit, it has doubled the amount of black people to have summited Everest. Wow. And so there you go. Well, congratulations. That is an incredible achievement. If you guys would like to read more about them, we will put a link in the show notes. Congratulations, Full Circle Everest team. That's incredible. That's kind yes. of funny because like we're, we're sitting here talking about uh, how we define adventure. I don't think anyone would not define that as an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would. Uh, there's no imposter no. syndrome there. There's no gatekeeping there. I no. went to the moon. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I that's know. the only thing I think that could top it is going to space. I think it's probably easier to go to space than to Mount Everest. It's getting to be. I mean, that's not true. Any astronauts listening, you guys work a lot. William Shatner went to space and he's like 90. That's so I fair. Think it's that's fair it's fine <laughs> anyway again shout out to the full circle everest team you guys are awesome all righty ladies and gentlemen thank you again 
so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to subscribe and consider us giving us a review on whatever podcast app that you use. You know, I personally use Apple Podcasts. I find it's pretty great, but Spotify is great. We're on a bunch, all of them. And if you're feeling generous, a five-star review would be great if you feel like we deserve it. Any review really helps us out, helps us improve the show. Before we finish up, just want to give you another reminder of the monthly challenge, which is to write a thousand words like a travel writer about where you live. But since we said 100, if you want to submit 100, we'll accept that as well, I guess. Yes. Because we said that for like two weeks, so. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure to visit us at our website, www.attemptedventure.com. There you can find show notes, links to all the episodes. You can listen to the episodes from there, I believe. Yes, you can. And pictures, learn a little more about the two of us. And again, if you want to help support the show, you can go to ko-fi.com slash attemptadventure, where you can either give us a little donation and buy us a beer, or sign up for some membership and get some exclusive benefits from us from that as well. Definitely. You can find more Attempt Adventure content on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We're all just Attempt Adventure on all of those. All right. Again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, Keep adventuring.